Hello, live and on tape, it's Broker Talk. And we're broadcasting today, again, from high on top of the Castles Unlimited Space Needle in Boston, Massachusetts. Broker Talk is the best, most informative, most entertaining, and most topical real estate show ever. I'm Jim Lowenstern, and my co-host is Larry Lawfer. And did I mention we're Broker Talk? And we're the hardest-working realtors, just like James Brown was the hardest-working man in the music business. Evan, can you give us another one of James's screams? Keep it queued up. I'm going to ask for it again sometime. Larry, how are you doing? I am just doing great. Uh, as James Brown said, yow, let's go. Uh, so uh, today's topic is uh, really relevant. It's staying relevant in the digital age. In the industry, uh, we have people who are sayers and we have people who are doers. Very rarely do you find someone who actually gives of themselves, learns and grows and shares that with the industry. Our guest today is Andrew Sarno. He's the uh, past president of the Greater Boston Association of Realtors. He's also involved heavily and deeply at the NIR and the MAR level. And his specific area of expertise is not only in mediation, but it's in standards and practices, the ways in which you conduct your business. Welcome aboard, Andrew. Thank you, Larry. Happy to be here. It's um, a real pleasure to get everyone together to have this topic about um, relevancy. Um, what do you think, Andy, uh, makes you relevant as a real estate agent in 2019? Well, uh, really, Larry, I think the relevancy to the consumer is where our value is. And we'll, we can dig down and drill into that a little bit more during our discussion. But it's about the advocacy and how we advocate for the buying and selling consumer in real estate uh, in order to create value for them in the transaction. That's, that's exactly true. You, you want your uh, clients, who are in fact your dates, uh, to want to date you. And uh, it's so much one way to look at it, Larry. Well, I, I think <laughs> we it, try not to cross that line if we can. <laughs> oh well, absolutely, or get caught at it. But that's a that's a different thing. Um, uh, and we rarely have HR departments in real estate. I've noticed. Um, I certainly don't want the past president of GBAR to uh, mention anything about that because there is um, one of the things all real estate agents have is a deep respect for the houses and homes that we go into. You wouldn't be able to be in this business without that. A respect for property is at the top of the list of what our clients hire us for. So the industry years ago used to be just a book. And, and the real estate agents, um, our industry is only a hundred and some years old. Uh, the organization, the National Association of Realtors, was formed in 1908, and our code of ethics was adopted, <coughs> excuse me, and ratified in uh, 1913. But the profession itself uh, predates 1900, and uh, prior to that, there was little regulation in real estate practice. There was almost no licensing law in real estate pre-1900. In fact, the three states that required a license to engage in the uh, assisting the consumer in buying and selling real estate required, if you can imagine this, a peddler's license. 
<laughs> the same license the guy who sells hot dogs at Fenway uh, used to have. So uh, the, the National, uh, without boring our listeners with too much history, the National Association of Realtors was formed to raise the standard of practice, establish some rules for representing the public and interacting with uh, colleagues and manners of practice. In fact, the Code of Ethics, uh, the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics, became the basis of much state licensing law around the country, which I think is uh, something we can be particularly proud of. So um, what are the odds that we're going to get a national license in our lifetime? I have heard no discussion on that. Professional licenses are typically issued on the state level. They're all, all professional licenses are issued on the state level. I don't see that as being something really on the forefront. In your opinion, is it silly that we don't have a way to sell real estate across state lines at this point? Well, you know, I, I don't know if it's silly because real estate, state real estate law varies from state to state. I look, I have several in, um, in my office, we have several realtors that are licensed to practice in New Hampshire and consumer protection laws and other real estate laws governing practice are different across state lines. So when we acquire our license, We've passed a test that's two-phase. We have uh, the fe federal real estate law and state real estate law. Once you have your real estate license, if you wish to go across state lines, you only need to get a license um, based on the state laws in that particular That state. wasn't my experience. <clears throat> my, I, I had a Texas license before I had a Massachusetts license. In Texas, it's 220 hours of study. Oh, absolutely. California has similar standards. Um, you know, our pre-licensing requirement now is 40 hours of, uh, of classes. Uh, and then to pass the test, uh, that's up from 24 just a few years ago. And the uh, Massachusetts and Greater Boston Association of Realtors in concert with some other local boards actually lobbied and petitioned uh, the Mass Division of Professional Licensure to raise that to we actually wanted more than 40 hours, but Beacon Hill agreed well, to 40. Well, we run a, a real estate pre-licensing course here. So when it went from 24 to 40, right. uh, basically it's, and it's on DVD, so it's the same instructor. Mm -hmm giving out the same information, but slower. <laughs> and, and I'm not right. kidding. Sure, sure, no, I, I've seen those platforms. I, yeah. I, I got my license in Florida years ago, <clears throat> and I think it was, was either 60 or 70 hours. Right. And a lot of it was, cla it was classroom, and it was like, okay, we're gonna take a break. Okay, right. we're gonna take another break. Sure. Um, take another break. <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave early today. Right. That was right. the course. Yeah. So that's why I ask. I mean, why are we uh, why are we not doing this nationally already? I think it's um, you know it, it train everyone at the highest level nationally. Well, that is what we try to do with the. It, this is not related to licensing, but the Realtor Code of Ethics and the standards of practices and pathways uh, to professionalism that we promote within the Realtor organization. Those rules apply to everyone from. You know, Bangor, Maine to Sacramento. Okay, so so I've been uh, paying my realtor dues cool. since um, about the Civil War at this <laughs> point. And uh, with all that money I spent, why can't this lobby group that has all this money 
go to Washington and actually do something and say, well, don't answer yet. I haven't finished. This is take the money, take their big mouths to Washington and lobby with all that money and say we're going to have a national license if they're realtors. If they're, if they're not realtors, then it's individual states. Well, I'll tell you, getting a little bit out of my purview, uh, what we do— We're getting political here. <clears throat> well, no, and, and, and I have no objection to that. But what the National Association of Realtors in concert with the uh, state and local associations of realtors does is we—I uh, try to stay away from the word lobby. It, you know, that's a different profession. Uh, but we try to advocate on behalf of what our members— want and if our members have a loud enough voice to say we want some standard of national some type of you know national license then we're going to go to bat for them we are a trade organization that advocates for its members and what its members feel are important okay who do you suggest we have on the show so i can yell at them <laughs> well, i'm happy to I'll, 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 I'll have to dig into my uh my index file yeah, but don't uh, give don't <clears throat> give anybody out who, who's, I, who's I the president say- of nar now uh, John John Smaby, we have a terrific, uh, a terrific leader in the national organization. John Smaby, S M A B Y, uh, who's um, demonstrated himself to be a tremendous advocate. Well, maybe of we'll have Smaby. <laughs> well, well, I want to say from the opposite way, like I say to every other realtor, if you have something that you want heard and listened to, join a committee. Because there's nothing that makes you understand more about this incredible process. You've got to learn how to promote. You've got to write a letter to <laughs> Broker Talk and have it right <laughs> on the air. Sure. Well, we'll, we'll help you. Uh, make that to Jim at castlesunlimited.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, the, uh, you know, the Greater Boston Association of Realtors is always happy to hear, you know, any innovative ideas that our members have. And if it's uh, something, you know, that our, the member... I mean, uh, it's becoming... I mean, look, <clears throat> look at all the websites that we have now that uh, they're promoting real estate coast to coast. It's it's sure. not state by state anymore. Well, ye, that's that's true. There are some of those players, like a Ben Kinney, who, you know, has taken his uh, Seattle, Washington, and spread it across the country. There, there are... Me- no, I'm talking about Zillow and Trulia and... Sure, you know. but they're not licensed brokers. They're platforms that brokers have agreed to share their inventory. I'm, I'm just the saying this is market. the direction we're going in. Um, uh, of course, uh, uh, Greater Boston Real Estate Board gave up their MLS uh, years ago. Oh, but that was before even my time. How, right. how old is that? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, but bear in mind one quick, you know, interjection on that. The largest MLS we have in Massachusetts, there are several, and the one you're referring to is MLS Property Information Network. Bear in mind, while it's not a realtor organization-owned MLS, it is um, real. It is realtor-owned. Every stockholder in MLS PIN is a realtor broker owner. You know that, Jim. You're uh, a, I, I, you I, are. I, I was of one of the originals. Very yeah, good. yeah. Very good. So <clears throat> I, I think that you know the whole idea of the internet that brings us right to our topic, which is how do you stay relevant today? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it LinkedIn? Are you Pinterest? What are you doing, and what makes you relevant? 
Well, I mean, as far as the technology, uh, here, here's my separation, Larry, and it may not be where you want to go. When you talk about LinkedIn and you talk about Facebook and Facebook business pages and reaching the consumer in that way, that's more the personal promotion aspect. And uh, I have no objection to personal promotion. We're in business. We want to stay in business. I just don't think it's what the consumer cares about. Our value to the consumer... I, and I teach this when I teach new member orientation for the board. You advocate, you advise, you negotiate, and you help the consumer navigate. That's where your value is. You're providing I, insight you're, to all the information. Exactly right. And while there are uh, some call them disruptors, some call them innovators in our business that are trying to insert themselves between the realtor and the consumer in the purchase and sale of real estate, they can't be successful as long as we exemplify our value. And our value is in those four things, the advocacy, professional advice, maintaining your professionalism, knowing your marketplace, being able to give good data and good advice so you, your clients can properly position themselves in the market as buyers or sellers. That's what they need you for. Um, it, one of that some, <clears throat> some do. There's a whole other sector of the business that, that talks about value in a different way. For instance, Redfin says, we care about the buyers, that's why we don't pay them, you know, at a uh, two and a half, at a whatever. That's seller. It's, it's Redfin as well. That, that, but I said, you said buyer. They're, they're buyer's we're, agents. We're going to get to that later in the news. We're okay. talking about buyer's <clears throat> agents versus okay. agents. Sure. But what you're, what you're both essentially talking about is alternative models to the way realtors do business by and large today. And one of the biggest mistakes that I think realtors and non-realtors make that interact with the consumer is thinking, thinking that we decide how the consumer wants and receives value. The consumer decides where the value is and how they want it. Some of these other emerging models, some you just mentioned, we hear uh, licensees complain all the time. Why are they in this business and they're changing the way we do things? You don't get to decide how business is done and what models emerge. And they've been coming and going for 20, 25 years. Of course, years. as they will. There was help you sell. It, I mean, it's still kind of around. Sure. We, we but buy they were homes. <clears throat> interesting that you said that. Back in the early 90s, when my wife and I were looking, were searching for our first home, we saw some uh, properties listed by that company. And I remember the realtor we were working with at that time, I wasn't licensed, was like, yeah, these guys are the end of our industry. It's over. <laughs> that was how many th almost right. 30 years ago and here we sit. Right. Well, so. it is the end of the industry for some people. If you have the wrong attitude, if you think it's going to be easy, if you think uh, you don't have to work in this industry, you you're not going to last. Right. Well, well and, and I and I would agree. And I think one of uh, the biggest oh, I'll give you a sort of a, a helicopter view here. <clears throat> when I teach new member orientation, the first thing I tell these new young people coming into our business is pull out your license, and it's adorable because they all still carry their license <laughs> the first few months. And I say, see that word salesperson on your license? I want you to throw that term away. What makes a salesperson a salesperson is, not, is no longer what the consumer needs you for and they don't want you for. What the nature of a salesperson is to move product. That is not your job as a realtor. 
You assist your clients by giving them good information, professional advice and guidance to help them make good decisions. Consultant. Consultant. And the other thing I say is stop aligning yourselves with salespeople. Align yourself with the learned professions, financial advisors, attorneys, accountants. Of course, code of ethics, don't act like those folks if you're not duly licensed. But you should be thinking in terms of a learned profession, not someone who merely moves product. Something I've always known is people don't want to be sold especially today they're going to see it coming whether it's in social media or not people want reasons to buy and buy is knowledge insight understanding i would take that to uh, the next step and say that the buyers don't need a reason to buy by the time they've contacted you they already know they want to buy they have their own reasons and uh, there is nothing I would uh, challenge every realtor um, listening to the program today to ask yourself, is there anything you ever said to a buyer about a house that made them want to buy a house they didn't already want? I mean, you can pitch certain features and benefits. It's close to the MBTA. The school system is great. You've got a park within a quarter mile. There are certain amenities and features that you can, um, you know, purvey to the buyer. But they know five minutes when, after they walk in that house. This I is have an answer for, for that. Or, or before they even walk into or the house. Or before yeah. they even walk in. How many people don't walk into the house because right. they've already made the decision at the curb? Yeah, it, even before that. But I, I, precisely. I do have something you can say that, that motivates somebody to put an offer in. We have other offers pending. Okay. Well, sure. And I'll tell you, a lot of agents have groused <clears throat> about, um, and by the way, I have these miserable fall allergies, so I apologize to your listeners for this uh, throat clearing. I'm doing the best I can. you got a good radio <laughs> voice. <laughs> Thank you. I have a great face for radio, too, I'm told. Um <laughs> is stop selling and start advocating. That is uh, my credo for um, to stay relevant to the consumer. Help them, give them the information and the guidance they need to make decisions that are good for them. Stop pushing product. I, I want to uh, push back a little bit on the social media uh, part. Uh, what I think you're talking about, Andy, is that ubiquitous picture of the agent with their two buyers standing in front of their house and the self-congratulatory, I so, my clients love me. I, that is absurd. And they put it on their their personal Facebook I'll, page. I'll be, <clears throat> I'll be very candid with you. I don't see what, the question I ask in any marketing effort is what are you trying to convey? I sold a house. You're a realtor. That's that's your you job. Know, it's kind of your, kind of your job. And you know, I'm personally uncomfortable, and I think a lot of buyers and sellers are uncomfortable having their picture picture taken and put on um, Facebook. You know, for for the purpose of the agent's promotion, it's a little too salesmany for me. And it's very self congratulatory, and um, it's ridiculous, but it's ubiquitous. Well, you know, everyone you know has the freedom to promote themselves and their business in their own way. I would not. Uh, I, I would never suggest that an agent shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, you know, do something like that. It's not my style. Uh, and that's another way I would encourage our realtor listeners uh, to think is consider yourself, you are the executives of real estate. Um, you are not merely salespeople. And I know I'm, you know, kind of 
broken hammering that no, issue. I, yeah. I, it's it's something I feel very steadfastly uh, let me, uh, about. Let me slide the sponsorship in. Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you... Hmm, let me get my glasses on. <laughs> I, I got halfway through it. Uh, Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you get the best real estate offers online. Go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. That was better. So I, I want to slide in. Um, because we're talking about um, staying relevant, we haven't given anybody any ideas yet. Uh, uh I went and did a search uh, for some things, and I, I found out, number one, is set yourself up in social. Now, I pushed back on that one particular social thing, sure. but the, the idea of marketing is to let people, the most number of people, to know about your product. Sure. And Larry, I'm going to be candid with you. Um, this is not an area of expertise for me as far as personal promotion. My advice, if uh, we, we, what we want to impart to your listeners is how they can increase their business. It's all about practice. Oh, number four is perfect for that, Andy. Make yourself easy to contact. And I'm going to say to every single agent out there, answer your damn phone, return your calls. What's up with you? Amen, brother. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating um, than an agent that does not respond to inquiries uh, regarding their bars or their listings for two to three hours. And uh, when they say, well, we're I... Talking, we're talking days Sometimes. Yeah, it's disgraceful. And you and have to call them a number of times. But Yeah, I mean, the first call I'd make after that would be to their broker owner manager of and uh, and say, you know, what's happening here? How, how are you representing your clients and wh what kind of reputation do you want your company to have? We, we do have a, uh, a, um, a question from one of our listeners. Paul from Needham, Massachusetts, someone local, is writing yeah. in. Paul says, I just got my real estate license and I'm trying to decide whether to pay realtor dues and work for a realtor office or work for a non-realtor office and save the money. Is there any value in being a realtor? Oh, well, Paul, thank you very much for that question. And it's a, it's a question I hear fairly regularly. Um, Paul, I'll tell you, I'll give you a few examples of the benefits you get. Uh, from the realtor organization to help build and maintain your business. But first, I'll tell you, if you have a complicated tax return, are you going to hire an accountant or are you going to go to a CPA? And that's exactly the way I equate mere licensees, and yes, I say mere and I'm not sorry, uh, mere licensees to realtors. There's a higher level of training involved. We teach you the code of ethics. We review agency. <clears throat> Excuse me. We review... Um, your fiduciary responsibilities, and we have a myriad of tools to help you take it to the next level. Uh, we have uh, market data from Domus Analytics in real time. You can do market analysis, not just through the MLS, uh, but gets community uh, data and information on the markets that's available only to realtors. We have several classes that will help uh, separate you from your competition. We have negotiation expert classes. We have seller representation classes, certified buyer representative classes, things that are going to separate you from 
from the mere licensing. But, but anyone with a license can take those courses, correct? They can at an exorbitantly higher fee than you would get as a realtor. The other thing you get as a realtor, and I'm glad you mentioned that, is uh, you get an electronic forms platform with electronic signature, which would cost you $300 a year um, as a non as a non realtor to the organization. Which, uh, which platform is that? Uh, that's the Zip Logics forms platform, and it contains, um, gosh, well over 100 forms from the Greater Boston Real Estate Board Library and the Massachusetts Association of for, uh, of Realtors Forms Library, which are the you know. Prevailing. So, are you suggesting I could save five hundred dollars this year with my DocuSign and uh, just? Do, do everything with that? Well, you know, DocuSign is a partner, uh, is one of the member benefits, uh, one of the associations that the Realtor Board has. Zip Logics has its own uh, uh, electronic signature platform called Digital Inc. They both work exactly the same. And, you and, know, it, but, and it's free. And it is free to Realtor members. Hmm. Okay, well. Yeah, but DocuSign, bye bye DocuSign. Is, is a fine product as well. But yes, you can have it all packaged in with ZipLogics. But uh, DocuSign has some um, up purchases you can make. It all depends on how you run your business, how you keep your records, and what works Okay, for so you. there's an MLS. I mean, he's local, so we'll, we'll say in our MLS you get a discount for being a realtor. Sure. For the MLS. That is correct. That's, like that's another good one. $130 a, a year savings. Certainly. Uh, uh, What's it called? Digital Inc. or whatever? A digital, a, uh, the digital ink e-signature platform, which is connected to the Zipologics okay. electronic forms platform, that would be a few hundred dollars a year at least if you bought it on right. the open market. And what else? And the uh, discounts on and the on discounts the on classes training. And bear in mind, not only discounts, we offer a lot of free classes. I uh, I teach uh, six webinars a year called the Manageable Mondays webinar. Larry was on uh, one of my webinars last week. We discussed uh, properly formulating offers and representing your clients appropriately. Those are free to realtor members. You'll never pay for another CE class. But, continuing but your class. I, Seri I, seriously, though. Uh, Paul can save a dollar a day. I mean, I would, it adds up. Your yeah. real yes. trip, it, yes. it, it, it really does, Paul. And, you know, I would encourage you and any of the listeners today, if you have questions, about realtor member benefits, uh, Larry will give my information out at the end of the show, and you, I'm you go ahead and give it right now. Or I'm well. Again, my name is Andrew Sarno. I'm a broker associate with Remax Andrew Realty, with offices in Medford and Stoneham. Sir, uh, I work in the North Suburban area, and uh, my mobile number is 617-755-8897. And my email is very long. Just Google Andrew Sarno Realtor, and I'm. I'm all over the darn place. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll edit that Operators out. are standing by right now. Do it before midnight tonight. Um, the, uh, I, I want to suggest uh, in staying relevant that you just don't pay attention to our industry, but you look at other service industries, sure. um, lawyers, bankers. How are they reaching their clients, their potential clients, and what are they doing? I want to uh, give a... Uh, one of the people you should follow is a guy named Christopher Penn, and he's got a, a blog called Trust Insights. Chris is an incredible uh, statistician, and he does this on a national level. He speaks everywhere. He is providing uh, people who 
pay attention to his blog, a download of a full research paper of what is actually going on, what people are clicking on, what they're moving towards, what they're moving away from. These are important because it's the way to reach people and to have frequency at an easier uh, process. You can reach thousands of people with a click versus walking a hundred houses and uh, taking you an hour. Uh, sure. Sure. You'd probably lose weight, but... Uh, I, and I, again, I think those vehicles are, are, are a fine way if it works into your business model. <clears throat> I, one of my feelings on this is, what does the best financial manager and the best accountant and the best attorney do to recruit more business, to prospect more business? And I would subject to you, they do, they do nothing but do their job very, very well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're always going to be, and you'll get referrals that way. That's exactly, your clients become your referral network. I will, I'll go full disclosure right now, 90% of my business is based on referral and repeat business. But, I spend less on personal promotion than any agent I know. So you probably were the wrong person to have here on yeah, this I, because of, because yeah, of I, this. I, 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 yeah, I um, did. Time, time for the news anyway. It's time for the news. Um, I, I, you know, to, to do our job well, uh, Jim and I have to pay attention to what's going on out there. And, and uh, there is another uh, podcast called Real Word. Uh, the hosts are Byron uh, Lazine and uh, Nicole White, and they um, share their thoughts and ideas every single week on what's going on in the market. I want to take issue with them uh, with this week's uh, podcast, where they're talking about uh, the commission compression going on with buyer's agents right now. And what they said is buyer's agents are going to be dead. And I completely disagree with that. Uh, based on what we're talking about here, if you are relevant, if you know your information, if you understand people, you are always going to be relevant and you get paid what you're worth. That's I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I remember some of the old timers uh, when I got into this uh, business in the early 2000s claiming that buyer agency was going to be the end of the business as we know it. And uh, I would submit that buyer agency actually saved our business because now both ends of a transaction can have representation rather than just one. So. Right, right. And uh, we had uh, Mike Cronin a couple of weeks ago talking about sure. dual agency. Sure. And, no, Mike's uh, terrific. Yeah, Mike is terrific, knows an incredible amount. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do be a dual agent to get both sides. Well, as well, long as you fill out the correct paperwork. As well, I'll do you one better. As long as the consumer is duly informed on whom you represent and whom you do not, selling your listings directly. I'm glad you brought this up. Selling your listings directly while not your primary focus, your client's best interest, your primary focus. There's nothing wrong with it and it is not necessarily dual agency. You are only a dual agent when you have an agreement with both parties for direct representation. What the buyer loses there in, in that, if you are the listing agent and you sign the disclosure, letting them know you represent the seller, that you really can't advise them because your fiduciary responsibility is to your, your listing. You darn well better not. Yeah. If you are a fiduciary of the seller, you cannot offer fiduciary duties other than accountability and reasonable care to the buyer. But some buyers, particularly investors, 
don't feel they need it and they're comfortable going directly to the listing agent. Exactly. And I'm, I'm a listing agent and I have so many people coming in um, just asking, saying, I want to work with you. Sure. Well, there's, you know, some buyers have um, the false impression that somehow they're going to be at an advantage if they work directly with the listing agent because the listing agent's going to double down on the commission. I'm here to tell you that is absolute nonsense. Uh, listing agents uh, and their sellers have the seller's best interest at their core, not what's going to put Wait the most money yeah, in so, the So you're saying that there's no brokers out there if they're going to make Ugh. twice as much money. That's the dream. Would it, <laughs> wouldn't push an offer a right. little bit more? Well, they're in every profession. There are unscrupulous practitioners. I like to think that very few, if any of them, are realtors, members of the realtor organization. But uh, by and large, um, there's no edge at all. Does the well? well I, I think hold there on, is. Hold on. A let me edge. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let me ask you this question: Does the seller care how much money you make, or are they looking? No, no at their one cares except the, the 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 broker. The broker, right? So as long as uh, agents are presenting offers objectively and fairly, the seller makes the decision on which uh, which offer to work with, without respect to the listing agent's bottom line. Now, I mean, a whole other show, we can talk about variable rate commissions and things like that that might impact that decision, but we don't have that kind of time today. Okay. Well, this has been a great show, Jim. What do you think? I, 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 have, to, I have to mention this proposed uh, bylaw, Brookline, Massachusetts. Proposed bylaw would make fossil fuels a thing of the past in future construction. This is up for a vote. A newly proposed bylaw would prohibit installation of new gas or oil piping in major construction defined as new developments and significant building rehabilitations or additions. This would prevent developers from installing appliances reliant on fossil fuels, including certain boilers, furnaces, and cooktops. That is absurd. So I guess you could have a gas line for your dryer. That, that's that, absolutely absurd. They didn't mention hot water tanks. Well, but you know. But that's, I guess, a boiler. Yeah, uh, but it is Brookline, so, you know. Th that'll never pass. It'll never pass. Well, the consumer will decide how that impacts that local real estate market. And if the consumer doesn't want that type of housing, we have a problem. Well, solar solar panels, geothermal, and I guess you could have a windmill in your backyard. Hydro. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the hey, as as it causes cancer, you know. As realtors and homeowners, I think we would all like to see uh, some environmentally responsible things happen with housing, but you know, we it's can't just happened. we uh, agreed. We can't just do something. We have to make sure what we do, we're doing something smart and something that's going to be good for home ownership and for homeowners themselves and for our listeners just to let you know next week we have craig foley as our guest and he's the uh nar representative teaching all green uh courses right andy yeah, craig's a terrific guy i've known craig's uh craig for many years we work uh in the same marketplace he's a very nice gentleman and he's done a lot of work i believe he chaired um 
the committee for NAR this year or last year for uh, you know the environmental. Uh, he's got another chairmanship this year. I don't know. We'll let yeah, him tell. No, That's next week. Very bright, very nice guy. You'll have a terrific yeah. guest. We um, want to thank Andrew Sarno uh, for coming in and uh, sharing with him with us his insight. We, we, we need another James Brown scream for Andrew. <laughs> I can give do it we, to you we, myself. We, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, that was good. Broker Talk is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. I'm Jim Lowenstern signing off. And I'm Larry Lawfer. Thanks for listening. Thank you, gentlemen. I See enjoyed you next my time. week. Hit him with the hind.